This episode of the Gateway Roller Hockey League podcast is brought to you by Quality Buick GMC in Alton, Illinois. Give Justin Windmiller and the folks at Quality Buick GMC a call at 618-975-8200 when you're ready for your next ride. And we thank them again for supporting the podcast. Game on! Game on! This is the Gateway Roller Hockey League podcast. Can't spend all your time in the box. It's like I said, uh, you know, this game is all about uh, finding those holes one way or another. Welcome to episode 10 of the Gateway Roller Hockey League podcast. I'm Tom. Welcome again with us. This is the second week in a row we've done a show. This is kind of crazy. Uh, we're all on Discord tonight since we couldn't use my basement. Uh, Rick, you want to say hi to the fine folks? I do, actually. Hi, fine folks. We're uh, going to not talk over each other. We'll see. Yeah, that's impossible. That's impossible. What you been doing this week? Hockey, hockey stuff, man, nonstop. I feel like it's just nothing but hockey these days for all of us, isn't it? It really is. I think it's only going to get worse. That's all right. That's all right. Stubby, what about you, man? Yeah, I uh, I have not been doing hockey. I've been I was in Vegas for the last four days, so that's what I was doing. What, what, what were you doing in Vegas? Uh, well, the wife ran a, a half marathon, so I went with her and gambled away some money. So, yeah. In, in Vegas? Yeah. Interesting. The half marathon yeah. part, not the gambling away your money part. That I was, was, I was like, wait. <laughs> Sorry, Stubbs, did you say just a half marathon? Yeah. Uh, I, I have two, te- two teacher friends that went and also ran the half marathon in Vegas as well. The rock and roll. Yeah. That's awesome. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's got to be the only half marathon in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least on that How particular many? day, yeah. 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 Is it the first half or the second half? <laughs> oh, Both. that's a great question, right? <laughs> Quinn, what about you, man? What have, what have you been doing since we last ha- had you on? You took a lot of flack last week. Is there anything you want to say to Joe after all the shit he gave you on the show last <laughs> week? Oh man, I'm trying to remember everything. I mean, it's impossible. Um, there was so much. Yeah, um, there's a lot. You know, I just Joe kind of goes in one ear and out the other, so I just don't really pay much attention to him. He said the same thing about you. Yeah, <laughs> I think actually verbatim. <laughs> yeah, and well, um, he's always are, got something to you say. You guys are frenemies. Got to roll with the punches. You guys are frenemies, aren't you? It's a good accurate thing. We are. Yeah, there you go. Guys, I have a uh, Topo Chico hard seltzer tonight. Ooh, that's good. Tropical Ooh. tropical pineapple. So I'm mixing it up again. We're going to see where the night takes us after this one. <laughs> I, I have this bell that I can ring every time you crack open a new one, all right? Sounds good. If you hear if you hear a little crack of the, you know, the tab, you know that you know what it is. Well, can, that, we'll and that way and listeners can keep track by how many dings they hear. As to as to how drunk you get, so it's going to be easier for all of us to stay organized. I'm drinking yeah. uh, my usual, the citywide. Is that your favorite go to there, Stubbs? Uh, not usually, but it's what the gas station has, so that's what I usually buy. So okay. One thing that you can I, do I about you guys- yeah, citywide's good. You can find it just about mm-hmm. anywhere. It's quality beer. You can find it at Casey's. It works real well. It's a job. Yeah. Quinn? Beer that's very underrated. If you ever get a chance, Alaskan Amber. Oh, Bogger. Dude, Alaskan, Alaskan Amber, Amber is so good. That's one of my favorites. It's, shout out to Trey Wargo. He also loves it. 
Good one. There you go. Anyway, enough of the, enough of the all beer that. talk I got. Well, you guys want to start getting down and talking some trades. We had a bunch of bunch of stuff happen right at the deadline. Just tons of players happening and and just moving around the league. So, uh, where do you guys want to start, man? There was a lot of movement here, a lot to analyze. Absolutely. So, I'll, I'll say this before we get into it. With all of the deals that went down, does it kind of resemble what is happening with NHL? How all the the, the record amount that is being set in the NHL? I don't know if it's a record, but over the last, I think they said. Mm, nine seasons, they've averaged 17 trades around at the trade deadline, and they're at 22 with three to four days left to play. It's been wild. Yeah. It's been especially wild. Like, How about Toronto just going yeah, crazy? Yeah, just going nuts I out know. there. They made, what, two or three more today? Yeah. Picking up yeah. uh trade. Traded out, out a defenseman and pit, brought in a first-round pick. Sandine, they traded him out, and then they, but they did that to, to make room for Luke Shen. Oh, you could tell that they're bolstering their roster with guys that have won it before. Oh, yeah. Luke Shen, Ryan O'Reilly. I think there's one more that came in. And so Noel Achari played in the finals. Played in the final, yep. Where did he? He got tripped what? in the finals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well I guess, I guess you, you want to start chronologically there, Stubbs? Where, who was first up? So the first was the uh, Sting Outlaws. The Sting acquired Nick Graffini for Sean Patrick Jr. and $1 in cap. And this would be a theme for trade deadline day. Every deal included either cap or contract tiers on deadline day. The guys are acting like that's hanging from trees. Yeah, no kidding. We'll see how it plays out, I guess, next draft, huh? Yeah. Well, I think what you're seeing, like like you said, it's it's very similar to what's going on in the NHL because everybody's so cap strapped. Everybody's trading, you know, what they, you know, it's always player for player or or player for player and and a bunch of money. Like it's just kind of the way it is when you have two cap strapped leagues in a way, right? Yeah, and I think this. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this deadline really, for me, is exactly what we're looking for. Um, you look at the teams and it's like this trade, for example, the, the sting kind of bolster their depth and get Nick Graffini. They send out a cheaper resignable player in Sean Patrick jr. They also acquire a dollar in cap. So it helps them for next year without, you know, trading away a big piece like a Dustin Sotnick or Cliff Corey. Um, so they're, they're selling, but they're not selling, selling, you know what I mean? This one had me scratching my head a little bit, this first trade. Because I thought Patrick Jr. was playing really, really well for the Sting. I think he had four goals in two games. And for a dollar, that's, I mean, that's value right there. Yeah, I, I know, I don't know about you, Quinn, but we we worked with the Sting a little bit, and it seemed like they wanted to improve their their defensive depth a little bit. And I think Nick Rafini does that. Um I, I don't, you know, I don't think Nick Rafini is going to score you 15 goals a season, but I think that he's a player that you can trust. That's a fair, that's a fair assessment. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a swing there just because uh, what Rick said there with Sean Patrick throwing in two goals there against uh, his, his, his own brother. Um, but I guess they, they had their, their mind made up. Um, so what what came back with that was Sean Patrick. Was it one dollar? Yep, and a buck. Okay, 
right. Well, I mean, what what is Sean Patrick's cap hit? A dollar. Okay, so if they resign him, he's only two dollars. That's pretty oh, yeah. solid deal. Two bucks. You know what you're year. getting, right? Right. Absolutely. And and for sure. the the other side of it, Rafini's um, three. So he's a guy that potentially they could resign the the sting that is. Um, I don't know. I think they're. I think I think with the two guys they got, I think they're looking to make small upgrade as far as. Be like Greg Piper could provide a little depth scoring. Yeah. Um. And man, it, go ahead. Oh, I really need to get another beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know they've been targeting Piper for a while. Um, when I talked to to them, probably a week week and a half ago, they had mentioned his name that they were they were trying to acquire him. Um, so I I think they've had their eye on him for a bit to help. Exactly like Quinn said, is help bolster their their depth scoring. Um, the thing I find interesting with the Sting, and maybe maybe this should be held off for later, but they've been finding their game, and I think that just like the NHL, teams get weary of making trades when your team starts to find their footing. You know, and that's what I'm what I'm interested in is a lot of these teams that that made trades. Really, you look at it, and the Jets are the only team that's in the top four, I think, that made a trade um, at the deadline. Yeah, the right now, it was only the uh, the Jets were the only team. I guess technically the Sting as well. Um, so I don't know. I'm just curious to see if if they can keep it going because they've been they've been playing well, um, but now you've moved some pieces around, so. Yeah, I think they got they. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out because they have a, you know what we call the their big four, I guess you could say. Now they're adding some more depth um, type players, um, as far as Greg Piper from a scoring standpoint, um, which is understandable that they had to give up four dollars for it, right? Yeah, overall, yeah. I pay the Piper. Yeah, so <laughs> that's out. the. Uh, hey, hey, hey. That's the next deal is the uh, the Sting got Greg Piper from the Raptors for Brent Miller, Brett Miller and $4 in cap. Um, was, what's Brett's uh, cap hit? One? Two? Two. He was two. Okay. Raptors got some good hair. Yeah, we did. We, we're back in the flow business, yeah, boys. Uh, mm. I, rem- I mean, we, I played on, I played with Brett. I was on a line with him on Teal. He's, he's a good player, really. He, he fills in. That keeps coming of, along, man. Yeah, keeps coming along, and uh, I feel like he just keeps every season. He, he's getting better, and um, you know it's good to see because I remember playing on with him orange, and he's come a long way since then. And that was about three seasons ago. So, yeah, and, and again, <sighs> he's, I, he's surely got the flow. He that him and Mason and Kelly both. Well, Mason and, cut all his uh, off, so. He'll grow it back. Yeah, you say that. I'm just disappointed that he cut it off in the first place. That's true. But this is another trade, I think. You know, the Raptors looking towards the future. They get that $4 in cap. They're trading off a guy that, like Quinn said, is more of a a secondary scorer or a depth scorer for you. Um, So, again, kind of like the Outlaws, right? Right? Where they're they're not selling, selling, but they're they're acquiring uh, future assets. 
So anyway, so what's our next trade there, Stubbs? The next one is the Outlaws and Venom. The Venom get Matt Mumford. The Outlaws get Eric Urban and $3 in cap. I feel like this one is probably one of the more lopsided deals. We'll we'll get to another one I think is more lopsided, but that $3 in cap is a hefty price. Um, I, I, I know you guys, we've talked about it, but... I mean, $3 doesn't seem like a lot in the grand scheme of things, but when you're limited to only $5 gaining or trading, you know, I mean, 3 bucks is not insignificant. Uh-huh. Right. No, that's pretty huge. And it just it, all this cap being traded at the deadline just makes you think that, man, there's definitely going to be some deals on draft day. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude, I'm so excited for it. I guess this obviously solidified what the Venom were trying to do, right? They're trying to go for it. This is the last year of Jake Schulte. Um, Rams moving in their captain group, but last year Jake Schulte, and he's going to the Wolves. So, um, uh, I remember my bold prediction at the beginning of the year: Jake yeah. Schulte was going to get dealt, and obviously that never took place. So they're all in. It looks like. Yeah. Hey, to be fair to you, Quinn, I think part of that was you were expecting them to not be as good as they've been. I was. Yeah. Yep. So it's worked out for him so far. So, yeah, um, Mumford brings some familiarity to that captain group. He was with us for the last run of Gong Show, or second to last run of Gong Show. Yeah, and Joey mentioned that today was you know Matt Mumford produced when he was playing with Mearns. Um So it'll be interesting to see if he gets back to that playing with Mearns again. Yeah, um, that's a tough line to play against. Ugh. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. That's cool. That's for sure. Soft, oh, players, sure. soft, soft players like me won't be able to handle it. Oh. I have to worry about it's it too much. She'll be sitting down. <laughs> oh. So the next- a lot of trash talk this past weekend. That was just, that's what I was getting at, Stubbs. I know uh, you probably missed I, out on I, that. I did. Get there. So, next deal was uh, Brantley Wright to the Moose for Travis Zobrist and $5 in cap. This one confused me. Not, I, yeah, this one kind of threw me. It's a lot of cap. I'm, I get the five bucks, but like, I mean, that's, again, like we talked about, you know, that's, that's a steep price to pay. Um, No, 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 no. Oh, wait, yeah, you're right. It was $5, wasn't it? Yeah. So, shit. I I get, you know, I think Brantley Wright is better than what he's been playing to so far. But I think part of that is that the team that he's been on has not been very good this year. And I think, you know, I'm not trying to slight anybody, but it's no secret that the Thundercats have not been very good. And Brantley's played six games. He has zero goals and two assists. He's a better player than that. And I, I, I stand by that. I don't know how you guys feel, but I think he's a better player than that. That's fair. That's um, completely fair. Yeah, I think he uh, on a team like that when you have some with their top line being what the Burton line with Castillo mm-hmm. and or else they put up there. Um, you put him Brantley on a second line or wherever you decide to pencil him in at. He's going to provide some depth. Yeah, sure, one hundred percent. And he's going to be able to take advantage of some matchups. Exactly. That's what I was going to get to is because you've got Castillo, you've got Lyons, you've got Burton, you've got Willie Webb, you've got Nick Ulbreich, you've got Steven Rader. So, you know, it allows Brantley to play down in the lineup a bit, which I think help, will open him up. 
um, and help him produce a little more. I think that the five dollars is a little rich um, just because money is so valuable. Right. Like we've talked about this before a little bit with the gong show and, you know, money being handed, you know, out left and right. We don't do that. So the five dollars is I mean, the moose, hey, they do what they want. It's their team. But I was surprised that we saw a five dollar Five dollars in cap included in a deal that didn't come with an AJ Williams, uh, uh, yeah, an elite player. Yes, which, by the way, I'm stunned he was never traded. We tried, we tried hard, and oh, oh man, can you want you want to give us some details on that? Who who'd you uh, who'd you have? So we you can't you can't tell who you're offering up. I guess I I won't go into specifics, but uh, we had <laughs> several deals on the table that included five dollars in cap going their way. But wait, who is this mm. for? Uh, AJ William. Okay, okay. Just making sure I was aware. But here's the thing: if you're the if you're the yeah if you're the Thundercats, I totally understand why they took this deal because. No, this is no knock on Brentley Wright. Like I just said, he's he's better than the two assists he has this year. But if you can give up Brantley Wright and get the five dollars in cap, why would so, you give up AJ Williams to get five dollars in cap? Right. Here's here's what I'll say, Rick. Okay, so Rick, I think that's what you were going to say there. You said nobody traded AJ, but I feel like I <laughs> we kind of did. Past that, <laughs> we're past that, Rick. We're past that. We're, we're way past that. Come on now. Right. Hey, so I'm just I'm just surprised. Sake. I'm just surprised you didn't try taking AJ and getting a um a 13 to a 19 dollar keeper. That's all. Get some get some sort of value out of it, but you know that was on the table. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh man, I cannot wait to hear who the player was going the other way. <laughs> so we yeah we had a couple deals ready for them, and they just said no, we're hanging on to him. So. You know, it's what it is. And then the last deal of deadline day included the Jets and the Thundercats. <laughs> this, this deal is the most hilarious to me. <laughs> I feel so bad for Hanny. <laughs> Hanny, we are so sorry. He played a, not even a period yeah. of hockey what, with the seven, Jets. Five shifts? <laughs> I feel, I'm so sorry, Hanny, man. I, I'll tell you what, dude. We, we were so happy to get you and... Um, it just, you know what guys, this, that injury also came on a pass from me. Rick got video of it. Video of the injury. So what you're saying is it's all your fault. Essentially. Yeah. Oh man. That's pretty brutal. No, I mean, from a, this is from a league standpoint, I am very thankful that obviously I feel terrible for, for Hannafin. I'm just thankful. It wasn't like a, a questionable play right it wasn't a dirty play it wasn't yeah. hit into the boards it was just an unfortunate it looked like he was trying to stop because he had kind of lost like you said when you passed the puck up to him it got picked off and he was trying to stop to to go back the other way and his ankle just kind of rolled up on him and he just all his body weight came down on it on his leg and mm. um yeah it was it was unfortunate but uh i guess to the deal so the jets get aj flack the Thundercats got Matt Hannafin back as well as two contract years. My question for you and Rick is why didn't AJ just go to the Jets in the first place? I thought he was at one point. He was, and then we, 
it was we wanted Hannafin from a scoring standpoint. We wanted scoring depth. We thought if we had Lesko, Hannafin, and Zach Rule on the on the second line, that that line could score anytime they're out there. I mean, because that's a that's a pretty solid second line. So we, I mean, when you go to the playoffs, you just can't go in shorthanded, right? Um, now that the trade deadline's over, I'll just say that. And Witt is supposed to miss the first two games in the playoffs. Mm. You know, we knew I was never going to release this until now. We knew going in that we had to replace Hannafin because you mean Witt. we couldn't go in. Sorry, Wit. Yeah, we couldn't. We had to replace Wit because we we were going to be down two players. So, um, AJ was someone else we were really interested in, um, just because of the way he plays. He's fast. He's Structured defensively, he's hard on the puck. He forechecks hard as hell. Um, he just doesn't have quite maybe the scoring touch that Hannafin has. So I would say that's maybe the reason we push for Hannafin more than we push for AJ. I was going to ask, did you get the same uh, flat denial that we did, or no? The flat denial. Yeah, because we asked about AJ, and we were it was we oh, never even AJ Flack. Oh, AJ, AJ Flack. Flack. Gotcha. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that deal would never had worked, I don't think. He Matt Hannafin for AJ Williams. Now that you say that, now I'm really really thinking it over. I don't know about that. We have a time machine. <laughs> yeah, we can always oh, yeah, use the time right. machine. You guys, yeah, work why do you guys that? bring that on whenever I'm not there? Come on now. Because it, well, we had a time machine, so we had to use it. All right, broke it going for your keys. All right, so I got a I got a story about this AJ Flack deal. Um, trade. By the way, let's never put the trade deadline at 12 p.m. following a game. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. Um, maybe move it back to 6 p.m. or so. You know, just a thought. Oh, you was that your own ding, Rick? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I had I opened a bush light, so. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had been talking with Thundercats, and I had ta- spoke with Johnny Lynn about AJ. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to them. I'll let them know. Well, apparently everyone had agreed that, like, yeah, well, they'll do that deal. Never got back to us. Johnny Lynn was refereeing on the ice. And I'm trying to call Quiggs, and I'm trying to call Baggett. Both of those guys are busy. I finally bag it calls me back at like tw- at eleven fifty three or four, <laughs> and this whole thing gets rushed. He's like, "No, we told Johnny that he, we would do it. He never reached back to you." He's like, "I'm like, no." So anyway, this deal literally got done. I have the screenshot and everything. Got done at eleven fifty eight, eleven fifty nine. Wow, we were we were a we were a minute or two away from That's crazy. completely not not getting this done. Was like a, it was like a NHL trade line deal. Real cutting it real close to that trade D line. D line. <laughs> that's that's on me. <laughs> and we'll never yeah, let for you forget about know. it. Yeah. So with, I wanted to bring ask you, Quinn. So with the contract year situation, you're now down. You cannot sign anybody to an extended contract next year. Anyone that you draft has to be a one year deal unless you move someone out. At draft day. Right. So our plan is to, we have AJ Flack through next year. We have, we'll bring back Zach Rule. Um, we already have everybody else locked up. 
except for I think we can get a certain player at a certain price. And then we're going to have a good chunk of money to spend on one player. We're pretty much bringing back our entire team. Gotcha. So, yeah, if you, for those at home, if you extend Zach, you can only do a one year extension because you don't have the contract years available to do a two year extension. Correct. And, and, and yep. I was going to say also for those at home, once you extend a player, you cannot extend him again. So, Zach would be entering the draft for 24 25. I think uh, Flack is only on a one-year deal, right? Correct. Oh, he's on two-year. Is he? Uh, no, I think he's on a one because we drafted him. Yeah, I thought he was on a one. Well, then we'll bring him back for five bucks. Dollars. Yeah, that's a deal. What he is? Could have sworn he was signed for two years. I'm looking. I thought he was just one. Um, Probably right. You, you two would know better than I do. You know what? I'm going to go to the source and I'm actually going to look at the draft from 23, 24. So for those of you that don't know, we actually do keep records of all of this. So that's, that was the trade deadline. There you go, dudes. That's, that's all she wrote. It was crazy watching Joey send these texts out between 11 and 12. I'm like, Damn. How many more deals are going to go down? Oh yeah. It was good. So I asked Stubbs early cause I know he'd be the one to know. We had eight trades total. Thundercats and Outlaws with three each. Moose, Sting, Raptors, and Jets with two. Wolves and Venom with one. Thundercats traded five players. Wolves and Jets four. Outlaws three. Sting and Raptors two. Venom and Moose one. $13 in cap and two contract years traded. And the only two teams to not make a deal were the Yetis and the Barracudas. Stubby, did you guys see yourselves as a team that wasn't going to make a deal, or, or were you guys good standing I'll, pat, or were you actively trying? I'll say this. I don't think any team leaves the draft expecting to trade anybody. And I, I'm not, I mean, I don't, Rick and Quinn, maybe That's you can true. correct me, but I don't think anyone no, drafts a player was, with the you know intention of, eh, we'll just trade this guy, right? Right. Absolutely. <coughs> what were you going to say, Quinn? Uh, if you would have said that we would have traded Bononis and more at the beginning of the year, I would have, I would have been like, you're crazy. Yeah. So with that kind of prefaced, Tom, we did try. We tried with, we were, orig- I mentioned this before, we were originally included as part of that Quinones trade. Um, it was or- not originally, I guess, like down the line, it got to a four-team trade at one point. And I said this before, but the... The request from us was Nick Weber, and we felt two and a half years, giving up two and a half years of Nick Weber for half a season of Quinones was not worth it. Um, oh, did you hear that, Drew? <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Drew. So, and Quinn can attest to this. We tried, and like I mentioned also before, right. is... I, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush with Quinn. I told them, look, these are the players available. These are who's not available. If we can make this work, great. We'll do it. If we can't make it work, then we can't make it work. And then it was, what, a week later, you guys ended up making that deal. So that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, like I said, we also were in trying to get AJ, AJ Williams. We thought he really would have uh, 
bolstered our offense, but um, they weren't willing to part with them. So, you know, it's the it's the way the cookie crumbles. And it's not that we aren't happy with our team. I mean, look at the standings and look at where we're sitting. We're second, you know, second in the league right now. So right. obviously we're happy with our team. We just felt if there was a way that we could improve ourselves without completely sacrificing our future, you know, you got to explore those options. Right, and, right. It makes sense. Makes sense. I just know how active you guys were talking to everybody. I just, it honestly surprised me when you guys made no moves. So. Yeah. I mean, we, and that's the thing, right? Is we were active, but we weren't, we weren't going to sacrifice. Um, like I said, like a put like Nick Weber. Right. For, for this year. You guys were comfortable with who you have coming back. Yeah. And that's why we needed to make a deal. If we were going to make a deal, it had to be a deal that we were happy with that we felt not only helped us this year, but would not crush us in the future. Um, so, you know, it, it's the way it goes. Like I said, we're happy with our team. Um, we've been playing some good hockey lately. So, you know, it's the way it goes. And Tom, just so you know, I did inquire about you as well. <laughs> um, That's your fault. <laughs> that... And you can you can ask uh, Scott Moss that because I t- we your name came up when we were talking. That's so. funny. Well, I'm 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 honored to have been considered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess like if we got some time, there's a little bit of trade talks that kind of like Quinn was going talking about. So I mentioned earlier that I knew the Sting were interested in in Greg Piper, and like I said, Tom, we were kind of interested in you. And I was trying to work a three-team deal that would send one of our players to the the Sting as well. Um, it obviously didn't come to fruition, but you know, just I I think that my message to the captains is get creative, right? If you know that a team is targeting someone from a different team, yes. just keep in mind that you know, get creative and try to work it in a way that you know you might be you might have to make it a big, like we saw a 10 player trade or whatever it was. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those options Dubs. are available. Yeah, Stubbs. That's where, that's where that deal came out of. It original, it originated with us talking about, well, we're not quite interested in the players you would be sending us. Somebody else might be. Exactly. Then you start reaching out and be like, are you interested in this player? What player are you interested in giving up for him? And you go from there. Exactly. So I overall, though, I think uh, with the the deadline, I guess this was a question we had come in. I think that I was glad to see the amount of trades. Um, I know that players don't always like being traded, and I understand that. But I think it it adds excitement to the league, and it's what makes us different, right, is the ability to move players. Um, So with that, who do you guys think specifically talking deadline. So we're not talking about the, uh, the other trades that the two trades that happened before this, but just the deadline. Who do you think won? Oh man, that's tough. Um, go ahead, Rick, you have your hand up, Rick. What do you think? I think the Thundercats won. Uh, I, I like their deals. I mean, you they- have to sell off. I think they got good cap. They got Hannafin coming in next year for a good deal. They got contract years. Zobris is a serviceable, uh, re-signable player that you can use, and then you can go ham at the draft. 
Yeah. And the thing I like about that, like you mentioned, Rick, is you can re-sign Hannafin for two years now and you don't lose any contract years, basically. Go. So this is what, what blows my mind, just to give you guys all a heads up. They've got 10 contract years to use and they've only got five spots they need to fill. So if they oh, sign yeah. Hannafin to a two-year deal, right, they've got eight for four spots. So they can sign everybody they draft to a two-year deal. So wow, they can really build their advantage. team for this year and the fo- or next year and the following year in this next draft. This is that's a massive advantage. It is. They if won. they get the right players. Yeah. I I look at the Venom get, picking up Mumford and say that's that's a a good solid pickup to solidify that team. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. The Thundercats are 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 geared up for the next two three years based on that deal alone. Like that's awesome. Honestly. We talked about this before, says, but this is the year to have a compensation pick. Oh, hundred, yeah, hundred percent. Because no matter what pick you, you're getting, you're getting like an elite, elite level player. Right? We've talked about the players before that are going to be in there. I think I think Drew is probably going to be the 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 sole number one. Easy, right? Um, but then you got players like Drew Estes. I mean, who else was in that group that we talked about? Uh, AJ Williams, AJ Williams, Kyle Dickinson, um. um Brett Lyons, yeah. I think he'll be a big, Brandon yes, Payne. Brett Lyons, Brandon Payne, right? So, like, no matter where you pick in those four slots, you're going to get a really good player, and you're going to get him for really good money. And so, it's, do you need defense or offense, right? Do, do you need defense? Yeah. Go get Drew Estes. Go get Drew Quinones. Do you need offense? Go get Kyle Dickinson. Go get A.J. Williams. Right, right. Like, you have options. Um, and I don't think that's going to be the case moving forward every season. Um, right. I think there's, there might be some where, you know, it's, it's four forwards or, or the clear picks. And then you're like, well, we don't really need forwards, but I mean, and that's where I think Quinn, we talked about this before on, I think episode eight is, I think that's where you might see deals get done. Um, as an example, we have Scott Robin for five bucks. If if there's no defense that's like clear cut available as a, a compensation pick, I think he's a guy that hey we'll send you Scott Robin and we need to get you know your comp pick because we're going to go after that top tier scorer. Jeez, I think you're just trying to lay a seed right now, Stubbs. It doesn't sound like quite a fair swap there. <laughs> I'm I'm not. Now what if you threw in what if you threw in a if you threw in, all right, let's just say you took the second overall second overall comp pick and you said, hey, we'll take Nick Weber, and now we'll flip-flop. Yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're talking, right? Yeah. So, I, and that's what I'm most excited about with this league is as we move forward, right, as these contract years kind of start overlapping, as you get these different keeper or compensation picks and players available with those compensation picks, I, I'm really excited to see what teams do and the the deals that happen to you know i think it gives it gives teams a lot of flexibility to build teams how they want to build the team and that's what i'm excited to see who who do so you, you think nothing, won you, got you said the thundercats right say the thundercats i like i like what the thundercats did the only thing i think they 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 could have done is because because of the any four of these picks like we talked stubs any four of these picks is a fantastic pick so I still would have taken Jay and, and found a keeper of some sort. That's the only thing I would have done different. 
I, other than that, what they got back in return is fantastic. I, I think they view Brad Foyles as a keeper. I personally do. I think that that was their key get in that big that big trade. And I think they're going to obviously keep Matt Hannafin as well. Um, that's yeah. the way I see them. As far as contenders go, right? And that's like kind of what I touched on earlier is you've got the Thundercats and the Outlaws kind of building for the future. And for contenders, you've got, you know, not and by the way, I want to say the outlaws right now are in a playoff spot and it looks like they will be in the playoffs, but I like what they did because they also built towards their future without completely selling off, which I you know, commendable. Yeah. But if we talk about just the Jets, Moose, Venom, and Sting, which one of those four teams do you guys think came out with the best haul, I guess, or or bolstered their lineup the most? I like the Sting. I, I like what they did with Greg Piper, adding some scoring depth there. Um, I mean Nick Ruffini too. I, I like what they did. I mean, I I don't know if I like them giving up five dollars in cat for that, but you know, the Venom st- How much did the Venom give up in cat for Matt? Let me double check. I think it was uh, three, but let me double check. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was three dollars. Wait, wait, wait! I didn't. Are we me, talking about just? Are we talking about just the graphic we're looking at? Or are we talking about the whole trade deadline? Just the graphic we're looking at. Oh, I think Thundercats. I I know for the future the Thunder. I think the the Thundercats. Yes, but I'm just talking contenders okay. here. Like, who do you think helped mm-hmm. their helped their chances of winning the cup the most? Just the cup, not looking forward, not the cap implications, nothing like that. I think the Venom did. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say on the list of guys that I see here, Mumford's probably the more impact guy. See, I I, I like what the, the Venom did, and I, I do think that Mumford will be a lot better on the Venom than he was the Outlaws. That said, I think the Sting kind of s- helped keep pace with the the wolves personally because they've already got they already had the drew quinones right and kyle dickinson they've got the back end and drew estes and justin windmiller they've still got tk up there and this like quinn's point this helps their depth and that was the big point their big weakness i think going into the season yeah yeah they're scoring depth going into the season yeah so I I like both teams' moves, um, but I think the Sting, for me, I think that they became a much more well-rounded team with the with the deadline the deadline trades they made. Moving on to week seven reviews. What is Quinn doing in the background here? This is amazing. I can't tell what the hell. How he's did doing. you catch me on that? <laughs> I, I've, I'm watching what everybody's doing because I'm fucking trying to carry on a conversation here. You dolt. All right. So Rick, ring the ring the bell. Rick, ring the bell. You. Oh, good lord. This too much. Okay, so first up at two thirty, we had the Raptors versus the Sting. The final was seven to two. Sting. Was anybody there to be able to talk about this one a little bit? It looks like. Oh, Rick, what do you got? Was there? It was. Uh, it was a pretty fun game. So, what were your uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, Raptors offense needs to realize the season started seven weeks ago. 
I think that was everybody's concern going into the year was that the Raptors were going to lack in scoring. I think they knew, I think everyone knew that they had a bunch of two-way players, but they, I think everyone was concerned about how much they were going to score. Sorry, Rick. Go ahead with your thought. Oh, I was going to say, Patrick uh, has been taking too much heat for this team. The the goaltending was really good this week, and the offense just didn't show up yet again. Three goals in three games for these guys. We, I mean, you guys turn it up. That's a great point. Yeah, Patrick was Patrick was solid. So just to run through some numbers with you guys, because you know I'm the numbers dude. They're scoring three point six three goals per game right now, Holy and that's shit. not enough to that's not enough to win in this league. Are you the, talking about the entire year? Yes, they have scored twenty nine goals in eight what games. The, are you shitting me? The next lowest team is the Outlaws at six point one three goals per game. So the Outlaws are scoring two and a half more goals per game than than the Raptors. Sheesh. That's uh, that's rough go right there. Um, all I gotta say is Ryan Patrick, you gotta keep battling no matter what the score is. You guys keep battling, man. Keep at it. You you did really well the other night. Gotta keep your team in, in in the conversation all three periods. And I think he did that. I mean, I obviously I was yeah. not there, but you know I feel like this is a game that could have ended you know twelve thirteen to two, and it didn't. You know. Yeah, and and really, you look at the Raptors, and and the numbers are just, you know, they're not even there, right? You score two goals in a game like this, and you're looking around to see if there's anything worth looking at, and you know, between guys like Habermeal, Sawyer, I mean, Mason Kelly just came over. I guess that would have been what his first or second game with the team, and and Hazlitt, you know, between those four guys, we should be getting more. And Flaster scores quite a bit for us as well. Um, you know, we just we just need some of these guys to put the puck at the back of the net, and it's, you know, obviously that's not my forte, but it's a, uh, you know, there's a reason why some of these guys are getting paid what they're getting paid. We need to see some scoring. Yeah, and I'll just say this, right? They're they're in a a bad situation right now that with this season. Um, they're like I said, they're by far the lowest scoring team and they've given up the second most goals per game in the league. So that's obviously not a great combo. Um, I, it, it's tough, right? Because we knew going in that, and this is just the way if you keep score, right? There's going to be good teams. There's going to be bad teams. We all know that there, someone has to finish last, you know, as unfortunate as it is. I think that they're doing the right things to help build towards the future. And I think they have pieces there, right? Like I think Lauren Sawyer's a, a player. Mason Kelly's a good player. They can keep Chris Habermill. Like they've got these players that, you know, you can basically have as your core. I think their biggest issue is they just need someone that leads that team and not, not leads as in, I think Scott Moss brings a great bench presence, and I think, you know, they have other guys on that team as well. It's just they need to find that scoring and that offense. And back to Quinn's point earlier, you know, they're basically guaranteed a compensation pick. And I think that is going to definitely help this team for next season. Rick, what you got? Anything? I have much more to say to that. I really okay. don't. All right. And then... 
So, on, I, I just want to touch on the Sting. I don't know if that's yeah, where yeah. you're going. No, from. that's exactly where I was going. Let's touch on them for a sec. I mean, I feel like they've definitely found their way. I know that there were some questions with them at the beginning of the year, but I mean, you look at it and they've kind of gone on a tear here for a little bit. Um, you know, they beat the Raptors last week. They beat the the Sting and or the Sting. They beat the Wolves and the Moose. You know, the week before that, they beat the Barracudas. They're on a little four game win streak here. Yeah. Um, and that's what what I touched on with the trade deadline stuff is like, you know. I, I feel like they bolstered their their lineup a little bit. I just wonder, is that, are you worried about making too many changes? Because we've only got 11 skaters, right? So you trade out two guys. It doesn't seem like a lot, but like, are those new players going to buy into your system and, and, you know, contribute the way that you're hoping they contribute? Show up. Right. Okay, well, let's move Probably on. show up. To the four o'clock game, we had the Outlaws versus the Wolves. The Wolves won fourteen to four. I was surprised with this one. I, like I said, I wasn't there, but when I was checking Twitter and stuff and seeing the updates, I thought this game would be much closer. Rick, what do, what are your thoughts on this one? You were obviously in it. I tell you what, can you submit waiver players for for um player of the of the week, Rick? You want to answer that? Is holy shit, Grant Kleinschmidt. I said all I remember is watching him. He dude, he's solid, man. Like he should be up for one of the players of the week. He no, we we've said you know if you want accolades in this league, you got to pay for it. Son of a bitch, Grant, pay your hundred fifty dollars. Well, he wants to. He wants to be in the league for sure. No, I I mean, I'm not going to like act like he wasn't a major impact in this game. He scored, I think, maybe seven seconds into the game. Never took the foot off, and he was massive for us. Between him and Drew, I mean, we just kind of handled the game, really. I, I, I don't really know what else to add to it. Rick asked me for a scouting report on Grant, because Grant played the last two or three games with us, and Rick was like, where should we put him? Oh, easy. Yeah, because Dubs had good advice. Yeah. Well, and you got I, yeah. you got a good performance out of Moore, like you said earlier. Nick Moore had a hell of a game with four assists. Um, you, you know, you guys spread it around quite a bit. A lot of guys had goals and assists that day. Yeah, no, we felt very good with how we managed the game. I mean, it, it's hard to say when you got somebody putting up them kind of numbers, but it, it felt we felt comfortable. Well, and even if like hypothetically, right? You get Kleinschmidt's not even on your team that day you still win that game. You know, it's not necessarily that he was the guy that won it for you. It's, you know, you, you guys spread it around enough that, that it didn't really matter by that point. So we kind of saw what they were doing early on and we made an adjustment and they never made an adjustment. Okay. We just kind of ran with it. Cool. All right. Shane wall with another solid game for you guys. Oh, I, Shane, I'm sorry. So two of those goals are directly from my turnovers. I should start a bakery with all these turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one, Rick. <laughs> I was I was due, Quinn. I, it's been a while. <laughs> so I, I want to touch on the Outlaws side. Okay. I, you know, kind of go both directions here. The Outlaws are coming off a big win against your Jets, Quinn. 
And before that, they beat the Thundercats. They lose a heartbreaker to the Raptors and then a, a win against the uh, the Wolves. So they beat some good teams and let's, everything just kind of fell apart here. Let's call a spade a spade. They beat the Jetless Jets. Mm. Mm. The Quinonisless Jets? No, the Brendan Whitless Jets. Okay. Hey, by the way, why did we not label the last pod? Winless, win witless. <laughs> because I didn't, I came up with the name, so it was terrible. If you want it funny, then you give it to Rick. <laughs> no, yeah. That would have been a good play on the, the, yeah, that would have been a good play. But you know what? Even missing those four players, it was still a one goal game. Right? It, was. it was. Yeah, I just don't know how to get a read on the Outlaws. Like, just when you think that they're kind of, you know, turning it around. And for the record, I picked the Wolves to win. I didn't expect them to win by 10. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like the, I think we mentioned this maybe in the, the preseason stuff. I feel like the outlaws should be better than they've been. Like they're right now sitting in a, a, um, a wild card spot. There are three points up on both the Thundercats and Raptors. But you look at that team on paper and I'm like, I just, I feel like they should be better than they've been. Like I said, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Well, and half their scoring came from Grubner, who was a recent trade too. So like they're, you know, they're, they're bolstering, but you're like you said, there's, there's just not a ton of consistency. All right. But you've got Dustin Sotnik, zero points, Logan Wendell, zero points, Michael Shaw, just a goal. Like those are guys that I think you need to, bank on I mean if you let's be I mean I'm not gonna you know totally crap on Dustin here but he's a good friend of mine he's easily going to be a point per game player you know I don't necessarily think he's gonna score every game but he should at least be involved somehow um and I don't know if it's just they're not putting him in good spots if he's just injured or having a down year I don't know what it is but that's Why? a guy that if I'm the outlaws, I'm looking at and I'm saying, hey, man, we need you to step it up, right? Like, and I don't want to single him out, but, you know, I think he's a guy and maybe Quinn and Rick could agree with me here that in the draft, going back to that whole thing, right? In the draft room, you're you're kind of penciling Dustin as, hey, this would be a great guy for our second line. And if, sure. if we have the if we have the depth and we can put him on the third line, even better. So I don't know. I don't know. I I just what about what about yeah you, you Cliff Cordy one assist and nineteen dollars a year right and and oh, I understand man. you're you're paying Cliff. clap bombs at people's ankles. <laughs> hey, he scored <laughs> he scored on a clapper against you guys last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. He takes like three hundred and fifty a game. So why know, why can't we percentage. just say that the Wolves defense was awesome that day and move on? Like why does it have to be? Why does it have to be? Why are not good? Why can't we're just stirring the pot? That's all, Tom. Yeah, I mean that's fair, right? Like you could also point at the other side and say, "Hey, well, you know, somebody had to shut." Look, somebody had to shut down Shaw and and Sotnik and Wendell, right? Like Shaw's not an easy guy to stop. All right, let's 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 be honest. I mean, they're missing. I mean, they did get Stratman, right? Stratman Stratman's really good, by the way. Solid We had he can bury the biscuit. He had, he's, uh, like a, he's like a Phil Kessel. Stratman was great. So Quinones had 
gotten a hold of us uh, Wednesday or Thursday before the game. He said, hey, is this guy playing Stram? And I go, yes. He's like, we need to change our game plan. I go, okay. And we adjusted to the, him being there, and uh, it kind of worked. He is a great player. And, and also thanks to Jordan for saving us on playing goalie later tonight. But we'll get there. Yeah. All also, right. I, I just want to give a shout out to Steve Craig. Glad to see he's, you know, I think what, that's three weeks in a row now he's been waiver. Yeah, he's been in for yeah. a few weeks now. He'll get Scooby drafted. Steve. He's back in. He's back in the fold. Bring it back, Steve. Come on, Steve. Get back in. We, save that. And we'll, I want to talk on that later, but we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Well, let's move on to 530. Yetis versus Thundercats. Final eight. This is the game that Stubbs didn't care about. Didn't care about? What do you mean? Couldn't even show up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, lots of scratches. Went to go see him. I wish I could say I went to see Cirque du Soleil, but. Did you see the Blue Man Group? Do they still do Las Vegas? Uh, They were actually at the race. They did the uh, the starting line. So that, that was wasn't the real I blue man them, group. But that was the fake blue man group. Yeah, probably. They have the regular one, and they have the one they send out to events. I, yeah, I mean, Jared, big game from him. Storl and Niemeyer chipping in some goals. Brian Rucker, another solid game from him. He had a really solid game for us last week, or the week before. Um. It sounded like from when I talked to my team, Blake Heidert, Heidert, sorry, Blake, I don't know how to pronounce your name. He played solid. Um, So AJ with two goals and an assist, kind of leading the Thundercats. This game was closer than the score tells you. Yeah. That, that at the end of the game, you know, the Yetis turned it on and won it, but it took a while for them to find the game. Yeah, it was what four three after the second. So, all right. Well, are we moving on to the seven p.m. game: Jets versus Barracudas. Battle of the Hellmans. There you go. This is this is our game of the week as well, too. So we'll we'll get to hear from the Hellmans later. Uh, eight to six is the final. Quinn, you want to throw us a throw us a little bit of insight from your your prerogative? Oh man, um, <clears throat> Aracus were a little short staffed. They had uh, two lines rolling because of all the waiver claims. Um, obviously, Grant Kleinschmidt was a pretty good factor in this one. Um, the Mullins, man, he's a, he's a hard player. Like they, they had some really solid um, waiver claims that I. That were hard to play against. They, they were rolling two lines, so it was hard to match up with that, right? So when you're rolling three lines, um, it's hard to it's hard to roll up with a team that Rick Rick. There we go. All right, we got the bell. Um, it's hard to it's hard to match up with that when you're rolling three lines and they're rolling just two lines that are, that are basically you know a mixture of basically first and second liners. Um, uh, it was physical. Not a physical game. Barracuda's played physical as hell. Brady Reekman loves to throw body checks. I love it. Um, and what else? Um, Joe played a really good game. 
Um, I think, you know, with the new additions and everyone being there other than Maddie Hannafin, um, it was, a, it was a feeling out process, um, with our team and figuring out chemistry and all our stuff. But, um, as we get into the second game, I'll kind of talk more about that. I'll say that Grant Hinton, one of our waiver players, man, I love this guy. I'm going to tell you right now, if he makes it into the league next year, he's on my draft board and he's, he's high up there. Character dude, uh, plays really well structured, um, skates, skates hard, four checks hard. Um, but, but plays a structured game. Spicy game. Our spicy game, right? Uh, I I thought that uh, Wit and your brother had some good battles. It was getting oh. a little, little spicy. <laughs> hey, I, right. I told you guys, you know, a couple weeks ago after we played the Barracudas, they're they're a physical team. They they're not they don't shy away from the uh, the aggression. Are you guys concerned at all? I want to touch on this. Now that we're seven yes. weeks in. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they've used, I, I just sent this earlier. I need to pull it up. They've used 23 scratches. Something like that. I'm not. I'm not worried about them. I, the only scratch I'm worried about is a goalie. I think 32, everybody else. I just think, 32 scratches. That's significant. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I think as they roll into, they'll be fine. There's a lot of guys on there that that list that we're that we're missing, right? Like, okay, Howard. Now it's hard telling, right? It's Jason Howard. Who knows what Howard's going to do? Um, Ryan Raphael, though, I'm, he's not a guy to miss. Gilliman's not a guy. Short's not a guy. Proxel, not sure on him. Uh, but Surrey, Surrey's the guy I'm worried about. The goalie. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm pulling it up now, but. I know Raphael missed last week too. And I understand, you know, we've talked about this before, right? Guys have stuff that happen. Like you've got, I missed this last week. Like it happens, you know, I'm, I'm just concerned. Yeah. Ryan Raphael's played four of their eight games. Uh, Troxel's played two of their eight games. Howard's played two of their eight games. Right. He's played one of their eight games. So moving into the playoffs, right? Like that's the thing that, I, I, I worries me is all. You so know? how does that work with, with waiver guys? Like you, you don't oh, get waivers. Why don't you bring you that up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't, curious. you don't get waivers. You don't get waivers at all. Huh? No. Okay. How do you get, how do you get somebody to fill in those stubs? If uh, so, we're adding a rule. It needs to be approved by the PA, but we'll go back on the other side. Matt Hannafin, unfortunately broke his leg. And uh, obviously he's going to miss some time. So we're putting a rule in place that allows players the option to join LTIR. So the reason this is a player option and not a team option is because the player is the one who's missing the games, right? Right. So if a player is injured, well, I shouldn't say if they're injured, if they're unfit to play for three consecutive games, they can go on LTIR and you, you will get a waiver player assigned to your team. We've seen this before this season with Frank Hart. That player is just like a regular, right? So in Matt Hannafin's case, the Thundercats now would be able to play someone on LTIR, get a waiver assigned to their team, and that player would be eligible for the playoffs. Okay. So. So that's all league. That's all done by the league. 
Yes. Okay. And Good job, Rick. And I mean, I'll say this as a board member and and publicly, I don't. I really, really hope teams and players don't abuse this. Right. We're we're trying to make this league so it's fair for everybody, and obviously, no one is more devastated, I'm sure, than Matt Hannafin that he can't play for the next six months or however long it takes for him to recover. And if you're the Jets or now the Thundercats, right? Like that's a player you're relying on. So we don't, don't want to penalize you for an unfortunate injury, which is why we're putting this rule in place. So if you do have an injury, you're not going to mm-hmm. be left out to dry. And more importantly, for goaltenders, right? If if I sprain my knee or whatever, the Yetis aren't forced to dress Jared Jackson in goal for a playoff game. Oh, man. Yeah, as much as everyone, I'm sure would love to see that. So, so it, it's it does a couple things, but um, the big thing is, you know, injuries happen and it's unfortunate. But we don't want teams to feel like, well, we lost, you know, Brendan Witt. We're we're done, you know. Right. So, okay. But but yeah. So that's something that will be coming in the hopefully near future. All right, moving on to eight thirty. We have the vet, uh, the Venom, and the Jets. Jets win eleven to seven. I thought that back to, to back. Yeah, so the Jets had the doubleheader this game, and thank you to Jordan for stepping in playing goal because we were. It was what guys Friday, Friday night that we still didn't have a goalie lined up for the Venom. Right. So yeah. props to him for stepping in for for them. Absolutely, it was awesome. He was good. I thought he would play great. Did he play? I thought he played well, well, pretty well too. Honestly, I mean, he, is he is he not just normally a skater, right? Right. This is like only this is a short amount of time he's played goalie. I'm hearing myself on somebody else. You're fine. Oh. Just checking. Yep, you're hearing yourself through your own, probably. Anyway, yeah. So it looks to me like like. <laughs> Like Brandon Payne is scoring in bunches now. What like now that he's on a team he wants to be on or what? What's going on here? Tell me about BP. Not the five per clip Quinn predicted, but you know, just saying. Well, can't bet you can't bat a thousand. True. He had he had a hat trick in the the Barracudas game and a hat trick in this game too. Yeah. Six points, man. That's a hell of a game. It's amazing how that happens. Well, good player. What can you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man, this is a chippy ass game. Um, was was it chippier than the Ven or the uh, Barracudas game? Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was a lot of a lot of mouthing going on. It's all stirred by the one and only Ryan Mearns. Oh, I can't imagine. Uh, which, by the way, no goals in this game. Darn it, Ryan. Nice, nice try. Um, so <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> better luck next time. Um, Let's see. What I, mean, I don't know what you guys want to touch on here. No, um, I just want to know. I would know. say this game is where we started to find our stride as far as our lines. I'm going to tell you right now. And Matt Lesko, Brandon Payne, they play so well defensively. Gotta, I got to give them props. They just, they're, they're so damn structured. They know where to be. Um, they know how to play the correct side of the puck defensively. Um, Matt Lesko got in there and battled. I always call him DP57, David Perron. Because he he's 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 not the greatest of skaters, right? Kind of like David Perron, but he's got some handles on him, um, and and he can play a physical game. 
Oh, love me some Matt Lesko. Um, man, what else is? I, I don't know what else to say, guys. To be honest with you, Grant Hinton. We've talked about him already. Um, Joe played another great game. Uh, I mean, it looks yeah. like you guys kind of took over there in the second. You're down two one after the first, and then put up six in the second. Our goal is to stop Jake Schulte, right, and slow him down. And um, his two goals were from way out. Honestly, um, not sure what Joe was doing on those two goals, but um, you know, it's Joe's work in progress. We're getting there. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Joe. Great game. I'm just I'm completely kidding. All right. I'm completely kidding. Let's move on to the 10 o'clock. We got the <laughs> Venom and the Moose, the final 11 to 7 Venom. We had Joel Jones in goal for this one, too. Yeah. That's a, that's props a, to, yeah, big props to Joel for coming in and, and holding the fort down. Joel, Joel played in this game? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm pulling it up, but I think that's his second win with the Venom. Jesus, thank well, you. Right, sp- and they spread the scoring out pretty pretty well that game too. They had two for Mearns, they had two for Rands, two for Schulte, three for Urban. So they spread yeah, it around the, quite a bit. Urban's the big big one we need to talk about here. He had a game. Sorry, who is that? Eric Urban. Yeah. He he was right there where he needed to be to bury him. It's perfect. Well, you got that's what they needed. Well, there's just points for almost everybody on here, too. There's only, I think, one player, two players that don't have any points in this game from the Venom. So they they definitely had a had a game plan. Was this Grant Kleinschmidt's third game of the night? Yeah, yeah. sure was. Holy shit. And he still had six points. So, Quinn, I, th- I think he comes from a distance. I think he drives away, so he kind of hangs out. And picks up any open spots that go open. There's a Cape Girardeau crew. So there is France and they're Grant. Go ahead, Rick. Oh, they're helping us out, man. That Cape Girardeau crew. It's funny, like they came up, it was like two guys. Then the next week it was like three guys. Then it was like five guys. Now there's a whole gang of them coming in. We love them, man. Yeah. They're all awesome. they're keeping us going. Yeah. Um I think Grant uh what, is that his name? Kleinschmidt? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then Grant Hinton, who played for us. And then you got Garrett Mize. Um, I think these are all some of Logan's guys. Logan McWendell. Jason Cahill. Jason Cahill, that's right. There's one in the Yetis game, too. There's a couple others. He's the new guy. Uh, uh, Nidbalski. Nidbalski? Oh, that sounds right. Group of guys. We're lucky to have them. Yeah. Yeah. They they drive two hours, right, Rick? Isn't that what it was? Two hours? I don't know how far, but they drive and yeah, they made a difference. So Cape we're Garage happy for them. a good t- two hours away, hour and a half to two hours. Listen, I live maybe in minutes from the rink and there's times where I'm like, fuck man. <laughs> so props to these guys. Yeah. No kidding. I think teams are starting to figure out the moose. Yeah. Rick, what, what were you going to say? Hold on. Uh, I was just going to say, you guys missed some, fun out of the net pay antics in this game. If you didn't see him, I, I asked a uh, Brent at a skate last night. I go, does he make you nervous? Kind of like Dominic Hasek in the late nineties. Like when he gets out there, he's like, Oh my God. Yes, he does. 
He, I mean, he might as well have been out to the blue line a couple times. He likes doing <laughs> that shit, man. Hey, by the way, speaking of goalies coming out of the crease, did anybody see Joe come out? I'm not sure which game it was. Yes, no. Joe I, came I, the one where the puck just kept rolling. <laughs> he just kept going. <laughs> shit. Oh, he read it. He read it to go one way, and it just went way just over kept, the other way. It was on end, and it kept rolling away from him. And man. <laughs> He didn't give up on it either. No, he didn't. <laughs> Luckily, Brandon Payne was back. So anyway. All right. Yeah. Anything I, else on the I Moose? I just want to touch on the Moose. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so they, they lose this game. They lose one goal by one goal to the Sting the week before. They win by a goal against us the week before that. They lose by a goal to the Jets the week before that. They lose by a goal the week before that. So I don't know. Um, I, I think that teams are maybe starting to figure them out. Um, they've slipped all the way down now to which we'll touch on when we talk playoff stuff. But they're now third in their division um, when they were leading it for the first, you know, four or five weeks of the season. So I don't know. I guess we'll uh, we'll have to see. Keep an eye. That's a team I, I'm just keeping my eye on is is the the moose i guess let's take a break when we come back we will do our interview with the quinn and court show we'll see you in a minute the grhl podcast game of the week all right well we're back i'm gonna take a look at oh man another who was that for rick okay all right. How many are you up to, Rick? I'm on three. Dude, I do not drink as fast as Quinn. I promise I, I you that. I just can't. Like, I don't understand. Like, the guy's metabolism is ridiculous. He can just chug him down. He's also, like, what, 20? 21, maybe? 31. Ah, damn. You're old. Yeah. All right. Well, we have Court with us as well. Court, how are you? Say hi to the fine folks. What's up, boys? How's it going? Uh, this is like the lamest version of spitting chiclets ever, isn't it? No, I mean honestly, I you guys have uh, you guys have done a really good job, and honestly, uh, Tom, I'd like to say uh, how well of a job do you do of uh, transitioning on the podcast. Well, you somebody, do a really somebody good job. has to pretty do surprise, it. Actually, oh well, thank you. I'm 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 full of surprises. They say. All right. He's our favorite. So let's uh let's dive in, man. What like first of all, I gotta know, like, how often do you guys play against each other? Um thanks, Rick. In hockey or yeah, just in, in hockey. Anything. Like how in often life. do you guys just get like actually have to play against each other in hockey? Um, I mean nowadays it's anytime pretty much we're out playing together um, right. whether it's i play most of the time i play thursday night pickup but um quinn doesn't come a lot to that because he's usually um got ice that night so it's really not that much except in the in the league right. um i used to play together all the time back in the the old league so which was fun but it's uh, nice to compete against them now so so is it like kind of a rocky and apollo situation where like Quinn says, hey, 
or you, you, Court's like, oh man, you taught me everything I know. But then Quinn's like, N- almost everything. And then you guys punch each other and they make a painting out of it as Survivor plays well, in the background. Yeah, I mean, you could say he tried to teach me, um, but he's his skills are so far above mine. Um, <laughs> I knew I you never really caught there. on. Why so, you um, do that? It's it's. I'm mean, watching him out there. Uh, it was hard to play the other night against him because just I was in awe the whole time um, out on the ice, <laughs> trying to focus. And every time I'm like, "Man, God, he's so good." Man, I'm so glad that you're laying on the sarcasm pretty thick because this is exactly the content that people are here for. Oh, all right, all right, Quinn. So let's bounce it over to you then. Like what, like. What's your game plan against going up uh, uh, your your younger brother here? What, more importantly, Quinn, what is he doing wrong? Yeah, we need to know all of the things, that, all the holes oh, that you oh, see in his game. He'll tell me everything. Oh, man. That's funny. That's some good stuff right there. What? I'm too many beers deep to <laughs> take this interview seriously now. Well, no, so, um, and here's I, the I best will, part. I will say this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I will say this. Um... There was a moment in the game. I, this is why I wish the games were televised, but um, so I could have a recording of it and I'd watch it on repeat. But there was a moment in this game that we played against each other where I did a little toe drag kind of around him. And then he tried to go back to where I was toe dragging around him. And then I cut back around the ice around him um, up along the boards. He probably doesn't remember that. He probably cut that out of his memory. So no, I do remember that. He did remember, remember it. That. He took he got a video of it too, and he watches it every morning before he leaves for work, just to remind himself of how he failed. <laughs> yep. Good point. Good I'll point. Damned. No, that's, that was about uh, one out of thousand tries, though. So there you go. <laughs> Stubbs, jump in. Great here. one. Uh, I'll I'll say it's 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 fun. It's fun competing against him. Um, I don't know if we're better separated or if we're better together because I am obviously was the the shit that Joe complains about um, is the stuff that court would get on me about. So I was maybe a little too hard on him. <laughs> um, but it's just just motivational. Like It's nothing like it's not. He talks about skill. I, I don't ever talk about that. I just talk about motivational. But anyway, anyway. I got nothing. That's all I got. That's the best I got. About this, each you compliment the other. Yeah, in that game, particularly, say something nice about each other. In that game, particularly, that's that's tough to do. I, um, I'd say I, didn't, general, I honestly didn't play that good that game. I'd say in general, though, the court's got a really natural set of hands that kind of hard to find i i think sometimes he tries to force like toe dragging someone versus just letting it come natural because when you try forcing it it's it's like it, it you're reading in players gonna read it right versus just like letting it happen he's best when he's like just lets it happen he's, he's, he's got a pretty nasty toe drag on him so that's what i, I say about him well that i i will say one thing that i've i've honestly this is truthful um watching him make moves and you know toe drag or um stick handle around somebody i've learned especially just in the last year or so um is kind of being more patient with the puck um 
especially with making a move, it's not forcing it and being more instinctual with making a move. So. Okay. Best you guys. That's the best you guys are gonna get. That's great. <laughs> All right. So, Court, looking at looking that's at true. this last couple of couple of games, you guys are pulling a lot of waiver guys. How are you, how are you working with that? It's tough, man. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, some of the waiver guys we've gotten have been uh, pretty good pickups. Um, like just as a recently, um, Klein Klein Schmidt called him Kleiny. Um, he was fun to have out there. Uh, good guy, knew the game, good hands. And then um, Jeff Mullins was another good pickup that we had. We've had him the last two games. And then, uh, I, I like him. Do yeah. you like him? Yeah, liked him. He uh, he's he talks. He you know he plays he plays the game kind of the right way. I um, mean he plays two ways. Um, and then another guy that we liked that we had in the game against the Venom the week before was uh, RJ. Is it Pluhar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We liked him too. Uh, but it's just I don't know. It's been tough because. Um, with kind of the season and how the schedule worked out, it's kind of, um, you know, hasn't been very advantageous for us. And um, especially with Crash, who uh, Jared Gilliman, he's he's a traveling linesman. So anytime there's a storm anywhere, um, he will get called out and he'll have to go. Cause right. There's be weeks where he can't work. You know, he's not working. And then so when he does get a call, he kind of has to go because, you know, he's got to provide for the fans. So. Right, right. No, that makes sense. No, Do I, you think that could be problematic because the the playoffs and the final are all in pretty much spring storm season? Nah, man. April showers bring May flowers. Storms are all gone by then. <laughs> okay, there gotcha. There you go. There you go. I mean, hey, Jared's made six of the games, though. Six of your eight, so... No, yeah, he's done a pretty good job. He's reliable. Um, He is, uh, and I I know I've... We've already talked to him about it. He he will definitely be there for the playoffs. Um, So, yeah, that's not an issue with him. The other guys, I think the last two games were just kind of weekends that they had plans and they just couldn't make it, so... Um, and unfortunately, March 11th, we already have, I already know two guys that aren't going to be there. Um, well, let's talk about the elephant in the room with your goaltending. <laughs> Is he going to? Yeah. Uh, um, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I learned this weekend, maybe something I might've been the last one to learn this. He lives pretty far away, huh? Uh, yeah, I, he lives in Indiana. Um, I mean, he's not too far into Indiana. I think it's like two and a half hours. So he's wow. kind of right on the border. That's a hell of a um, haul, man. But the whole thing with him was this year, and I have explained it to many people, um, is kind of the goal was to get him in this, this year because um, this was going to be the year that for some reason he was going to have to miss some games because he helps coach um, one of his kid, his, his son, Clayton, he helps coach um, his hockey. 
either his hockey or his baseball team. Um, but I know he's been going to a lot of hockey games for him. So, but anyways, the, he was, he knew next year it wouldn't be as big of a problem. So we knew that we needed to get him into the league now because next year there probably wouldn't be a spot available. Right. Okay. Yeah. And well, and also he's trying to move back. So that's part of it. So, uh, why did he, oh, I mean, I, I have so many questions. Go ahead, Quinn, that's, go. That's for, that's, for, that's for another time. It's, it has nothing to do with hockey, so we'll just move Well, he, he, moved there, he moved there because of his work. Um, he, worked, he works for, like, uh, Monsanto or, um, yeah, I think, I think that's who he works for. But he's trying to move back, and that's the whole reason um, that we're trying to get him in the league now. Versus waiting a year because we didn't think he'd be able to get in. And hopefully he's able to move back by next year. Hope so. Yeah. We had tons of realtors in the league, so we shouldn't have any problem finding a place. <laughs> I will let him know. <laughs> do we really? We need And we need goalies. That's the big need, thing. We do need goalies for sure. What was your guys' strategy going into it? You guys had two lines, right? So... Did you guys have any strategy going about it, or are you guys just going to roll lines and see what happens? Um, I mean, we pretty much were at the point where we are doing two pairs of guys. Um, we do three sets of two forwards and two sets of two defensemen. Um, me, and Jeff, me and Jeff have been um, pretty much together the whole time. We did split up against that game of, against Venom. And I just felt like it wasn't working. We switched back, and it ended up working out. We won that game. Um, but, yeah, that's that's how we've gone about that. For this game, um, we knew it was going to be a tough battle. They're good. They got a lot of top-end skilled guys. They moved the puck very well. Uh, we knew that. Our, our biggest challenge was, um, you know, eliminating their chances, which – you know, when they got them, they capitalized on them. I felt like we did a really good job of maintaining puck possession ourselves, uh, moving the puck. Um, I, I honestly felt like we had, you know, we possessed the puck most of the more of the game than they did. Um, I felt like there was a couple opportunities where we weren't tight and they moved, you know, they kind of just passed the puck around us a few times and, scored pretty easily when we kind of you know when the defense collapsed but um i felt like for the most part we did a good job joe combs had one of the best games that i've seen him play um you know i kept telling our guys kind of you know get the puck low get the pucks on net um open that big five hole five hole of his and you know he did a really good job of kind of stopping us and shutting us down in that area I would agree with that. I, I felt like they did a good job of, con- of possessing the puck. Um, and, 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 man, they love to forecheck. They love to get the puck down low, and they love to cycle. Um, and, they, and they held the puck for, for a good portion of the game. Um, uh, but I, I'll say that we, we, I felt like we kept, did a good job keeping to the outside. Joe made big saves, um, and we capitalized when we could. But... For the most part, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see. I, I'd want to see what it would be like if we had both lineups facing off against each other, kind of like we did in week, what was it, one, week two? 
week one. Which... Week one, Court, yeah. yeah. Court, do you yeah. feel a little bit, um, maybe not irritated, but like, so the first time you played them, on the back end of a doubleheader. The time you played yeah. them, you were with a limited roster. Do you you probably want to play these guys full on, right? You want to meet them in the playoffs, don't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, and I feel like we will get to meet them in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, it's hard to beat a team three times. So um, I I know for a fact we'll, we'll meet them in the playoffs at some point, um, being in the same division. So I, yeah, I would very much like to see our full lineup there. We're missing, you know, we had good, good waiver players, but... I just feel like, um, you know, guys like Ryan Raphael, Troxel, um, Crash, and um, I can't say much about Howie. Um, <laughs> but, you know, having guys Patrick. like that, uh, yeah, which he really didn't have a hat trick. Didn't? <laughs> I messed no. it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys talked about it on the podcast, and I was listening. I'm like, I don't even know if he scored. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a Snapchat he sent to us that we've that been running with that, like completely running should, with that. How he had You should. We should stick with how he had trick. <laughs> I'm disappointed. It's anyway. all right. It was it was Lee Short that had the hat trick that game, I believe. So Howie hat trick anyway. No, but yeah, um, season has gone pretty well for the most part. You know, we've had a couple of rough games, but um, I really like our team. Um, Trey Wargo um, is a big part of that. He's, you know, kind of the heart and soul of the team. Um, uh, he would be, you know, an assistant captain if there was such a thing in this league. Um, he's, he does a good job of keeping the boys up when the, when the game's down. Um, and I feel like we all do that. And whenever, you know, the game's not going our way or we're not like this past game, for example, you know, we getting all the opportunities that we wanted and we're just not executing and making sure that, you know, we stick to the game plan and continuing to work. And, um, all the guys are pretty much on board with that. And, um, you know, we work well with that. So, and I have going back to, you. go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, okay. No. Um, you're you're talking about uh, four checking. My God, Tim Duffin. He yeah. not even only your game, but the game against the Venom. He caused multiple turnovers just four checking down below by himself. So, yeah, he's a yeah. fun guy to watch. That's a great point. He did it. He did a fantastic job, and he did a good job against us and grinding it out down low. Um, I'll say that. Uh, oh God! So, so I have a question then about Trey Wargo. Or he, he's fourteen dollar. He's a fourteen dollar cap hit. Is is this going to be a re-sign for a year at sixteen dollars? Because he goes up two dollars. If I'm correct, right there, Warg, uh Stubbs. Yep, he'd go to uh, sixteen for one year or oh, seventeen. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, so he'd be that's sixteen it. for one year or eighteen for two years. Yeah, man. What's so that's gonna, um, that's definitely something we talked that. about inside uh, the management group. Um, yeah, we've we've explored that option, and you know, hopefully, 
just season goes right and continue, things continue to happen correctly. Um, I think there's a good chance that uh, Trey Ward goes to Barracuda next year. So along those lines, Court, uh, you and us were the only two teams to not make a trade this season. With our division being so tight, how did you did that factor into your plans to not make a move, or were you trying and just nothing came to fruition, or or what was going on with with the the Cudas front office or the the captain group there? So I made a couple of requests to a couple of different teams. Um, Scott Moss being one. Um, looking at Harbor Mail. Um, looking at Grubner. Um, but a couple of those guys are. I know Haber Mail's on a two-year contract, so, you know, looking at next year, we were trying to work out if that was going to be a possibility um, of working out our draft and everything next year. And nothing ever really came to it because, I mean, there's too many guys on our team that are very valued at their price that we don't want to give up. And... um I also wanted to send a message to the guys that, hey, you know, I believe in this team. We, um, right there. I wanted to let them know. I did send them a message on Sunday um, saying it was after 12. I said, you are all safe from the trade deadline. No need. If you've already packed your bags, you can go ahead and unpack them. Um, but, yeah, I, I do fully believe in this team and the work ethic and the talent that we have on our team. and. I felt like we didn't need to make a move to, you know, to win the championship. I feel like we have all the right pieces in house. I was wondering if maybe you didn't make a move because you've never seen your full team. Huh. Uh, uh, yeah, honestly, that's part of it. Um, there was a couple <laughs> games that we came really close to it, um, came close to having our full team. And I really liked what I saw. So, and another reason was part of it was I just wanted to win. We kind of talked about we just want to win with the team that we drafted without having to make any moves. Respect that. So, I, I do have one question. I had no idea, and I, I don't know if I'm we're the only franchise maybe that didn't, but like Ryan Raphael, who he was, you guys got away with one there. Yeah. Um, he. I kind of relied on Lee because he knows. I think his daughter plays with Lee's daughter hockey. Um, I relied on him, his input, which is that's saying a lot. Um, <laughs> but I relied on his his intuition there, and I don't even know who bid on him against us. But we were thinking maybe we'd get him at a dollar, but I think we got him at four, which is still incredible. Um, yes. So yeah, I gotta give I gotta give Lee Short the the credit there. I I remember at the draft. I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but I remember at the draft, you drafted him, and you're like, "We just drafted this guy, and we have no idea who he is." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Uh, Lee was the only one that knew. Um, I think he played college hockey, um, like at a D two level, from what Lee told me. Ooh. Ryan Raphael. Okay. I don't know if he's at a yeah. D2 level, but he said he played college hockey. So, hey, He's a good hockey player, and we'll, we can just leave it at that. He's smart. Yeah, for sure. He plays tough, too. Yep. 
So you played the yeah, Barracudas we got yet? A couple games that who the Raptors? Oh, have you out of the guys in this pod? Have you played your brother twice? I know we play in March this coming up. Played the Yetis yet? Yeah, we played yeah. them. We lost eight five. Yeah, we played them as have well. Have you played them yet? Yeah, Raptors have already played them too. I think we lost. Yeah, you definitely lost, Tom. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> you know, Court, you can kiss Tom the darkest portions shit. of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we our our first game in March is March uh, the March 11th games. Are we got a double header? So we need two big ones there. You playing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got. Um, we have the Outlaws, and who was the other one? Raptors. Was it the Raptors? Yeah, yeah, because we have the doubleheader right after yep. you too. We we go eight thirty ten. Right, so you're in for one there. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, yeah. We we already know. I already know of one person that's not going to be there. So. Well, bad Tim news, Tim I'm going to be, be there. Let me guess, the goalie. Well, yeah, that's that's probably one, but I know Tim Tim Duffin ain't going to be able to be there. Oh, shit, that's a big piece. A big piece. Sure. Is Stubbs typing right now? Yeah, Stubbs, Stubbs has got one of them click-clackety damn keyboards, fancy-ass mechanical like- people. Furiously typing like he's a stenographer in a courtroom or whatever. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> I stopped. That's all right. We're just fucking with him. All right. Well, Court, I got one last question. Two, well, we it's, go. it's a two parter. How do you feel about the league as a whole? And how do you feel about being a captain in the new league as a whole? Mm. Ooh, yeah, this is a good one. Okay. Um, so I'll kind of go back to kind of last year. Um, first of all, I feel like you guys have done a really good job with running the league. Um, just first of all, getting the podcast back up started. You guys have done a really good job with that. Um, some of the rule changes that we've that you guys have made um, that were requests from previous years, I feel like have done um for the most part the league a lot of good um what one being the one being the um clock stopping in the two last two minutes not only for the players but i feel like it relieved a lot of stress from the ref yes um, and trying to drop the puck because i just remember years past it was always like you know hurry hurry you know trying to skate down and grab a puck and drop the puck people trying to you know teams trying to change lines um, so I feel like that's just probably one of the biggest changes that has impacted the league the most. Um, so yeah, I just feel like the league kind of, especially for how quick everything started, I, I feel like the league has been very successful so far in the short amount of time that, you know, you guys had it, had to put it together. And then, um, what was, what was the second part of your question? Yeah. Just uh, being a captain specifically, any pros, cons, uh, like, you know, your thoughts on it? Oh, um, yeah. So, honestly, it was the last year um, with the other league, 
there was a point in time, and I think I've already told told Quinn this, that I was like talking about, you know, not wanting to be a captain anymore. Um, there was a time where I was like, man, do I even want to? Honestly, do I even want to like play hockey anymore? Because I just, I don't know. I, was, I felt like I don't know if it was maybe the team that we that I was on, and I wasn't happy or what it was, but I feel like this year has um, made a lot of difference on my outlook and I'll definitely, I've definitely enjoyed it again. So reinvigorated you, you might say. Yeah, for sure. I'm, it might be I feel like way. I've just been much happier. Try those sick jerseys you guys got. They look fantastic. Honestly, man, top, top, I want to say top two jerseys in the league. That's that's yeah, for sure. Definitely number two. Oh, yeah, those Raptors jerseys are really woods? nice. <laughs> oh, here we go. Tom finally <laughs> chimes in. Hey, I'm here. I'm just letting you guys go. This has been enjoyable Speaking of which, for Court, me. All right, let's just say this. Court, besides the Barracudas, which jersey do you like most? Well, I will tell you, um, there are two other jerseys that I bought. And one is the Wolves, and the other one is the Jets. I paid him to say that, guys. I paid him to say that. Believe it. I've seen that Jets jersey. He just so got that one because it already had Hellman on the back. You're so full <laughs> of shit. You got a discount on Hellman jerseys. That's what it was. <laughs> no, I so, didn't get a discount. I actually, I actually bought three jerseys twice because the mediums were too small. I told him. I tried telling him, guys. I tried telling him. Uh, One day, I was going to post that picture of your jersey court just to really stir some shit. <laughs> Should have posted it like, yeah, the day before the, the trade deadline or something. Right. Rumor. <laughs> <laughs> just put Helm, just, just put a Hellman jersey up. Be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think Brandon Payne has... All the jerseys, doesn't he, except the Outlaws? Yep. Yep. Interesting. I, I think he's why, the only guy that has all of them. Why does he's he not have the Outlaws? Outlaws? Does he not? I mean, does he not want to play for the Outlaws? Is that just... Uh, it's because uh, VJ Bomarito already had 91 for the Outlaws. Oh, oh so he was reserving 91 hypothetically oh, yeah. for himself everywhere. Yep, I yes. love it. It's, that's fantastic. That's an expensive commitment. <laughs> oh man, just just to have your number, Jesus. Oh yeah, it's awesome. We had somebody asking for a seventy-two on the Wolves recently, but I had to tell him, nope, Court Hellman has it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll probably have it. That, that that thing's probably getting. I just wanted it. You know, I like it. It's a good look, good looking jersey. It's nice to have on a. As a dark jersey on Thursday nights, aesthetically pleasing. But uh, 72 is probably probably going to get retired as a CUDA. Good deal. All right, buddy. Well, let's wrap it up for now. We appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us, even though you're still in the same house as Quinn. So you guys really pulled a fast one over us here. I was really hoping I, you guys would get into it and just suddenly on our Discord video, we would see you dive through the camera and just tackle it. No. I was waiting for Quinn or Court just to pop in. Yeah, just pop in and, and do something ridiculous, but it never happened. So we appreciate you being being civil. Yeah, I didn't really want to share a microphone with him. So that's I wouldn't either. 
All right, buddy. Well, thanks again for hanging out. Hey, thanks for having me, boys. All right, Talk dude. to you later. Talk to you later. Thanks, George. See you, buddy. This on old-time hockey. You're ruining it. All right, so let's move on to the three stars for week seven. Number three, we have Sean Patrick Jr., who scored two goals in the Stings' win over the Raptors. Big game for Sean Patrick Jr. And that's... And He's been on fire. Yeah, I was say, that's uh, what, two games in a row with two goals? Yeah. He's yeah. found his stride, found his team. And then, and then he, he got traded. Yeah, and then he gets traded, oh. so you hope he can find a lot more of that elsewhere. Yeah. Against, A, these two goals against his brother, Ryan. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and Ryan himself even had a pretty decent game, too, so... You know, this was a this was a tough one for Sean to get into, and 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 obviously probably meant a little bit more for him to be scoring them on family, but uh, but yeah, it was a big game for him, and and hopefully he can find more success after the trade too. Yeah, well, I think he's found a stride. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to number two, Eric Urban from the Venom. He had a hat trick against the Moose. Dude, he, I yeah. think Pate mentioned that he had one goal going into that game and then comes up with a hat trick. Like, props to him. You yeah. Know? Had to, Rick, we were just talking about this, right? Rick, you, you've never scored a hat trick? Is that is that correct? Game or anything like that. Never? Sorry, say it again. You broke uh, up. I'm not really a goal scorer, though, so... It's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, I've never, I've never got one, and like I've seen all these hat tricks this year, and I'm like, kind of jealous, kind of jealous. I mean, it's it's yeah. scoring a hat trick in this league. I know some guys seem to do it every weekend, but it's it's not trivial, right? Like, it is tough, and it is an accomplishment. And he was a big part of their win. Um, that was a tight game against the Moose, so. You know, that's why he's uh, nominated, and that's why he was picked. Absolutely. Well-deserved. Yep. And number one, we have the illustrious Joe Combs. Two big wins. There you go. Two big wins for the Jets. He played played great. Other than one little thing where he went chasing a puck everywhere, I thought he had a great game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Witt and I talked about that for a good 10 minutes afterwards. If you're Um, a goaltender, tend the goal. (laughs) (laughs) Unless your name's Josh Pate. Then you can do whatever the hell you want. (laughs) Josh Josh Pate's like calling an Uber. I saw Pate in the parking lot. Yeah. He's like calling an Uber to get to his fucking goal half the time. Yeah, Joe Joe played really well. Um, he he made some big saves um, in both games. Um, I don't know what he did different, but he uh, he had some. He kept us in both games and um, led us to those victories for sure. Key victories for you guys. You're now atop the league after those wins. I'd like to think it had something to do with him being on the podcast and getting real chippy about you. What do you think, Quinn? A uh, good, uh, yeah, I agree. So I think we need to have him on the podcast next time we have a podcast. Okay, they call that a chicklets bump. Are we not ripping them off or what? A little bit. <laughs> we can call it that if you want, but I'm I'm not gonna. I'm tire not gonna pump. Give, yeah, we'll give him the tire pump. 
All right. Well, there's your three stars for the week. Okay, Stubbs, you ready to take a look at the podcast prediction standings? My favorite, let's, my favorite part of every podcast, by the way, the part where I get humiliated. So, hey, it was a good week for all of us, to be honest with you. There were yeah, only six was wrong right. predictions. So Quinn is still in the lead at thirty and twelve. He was five and one last week. I'm at twenty nine and thirteen. I was five and one last week. Rick twenty four and eighteen, four and two last week. Tom bringing up the rear seventeen and twenty five, also four and two last week, and. Tom, I think this was the first week you were over 500. I think this is the first week that you can kiss my ass. How about that? All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, real quick. uh, I missed on the Venom Jets game. Quinn missed on the Venom Moose game. Rick, you missed on the Yeti's Thundercats game, which you were kind of spicy on that one on the podcast. Yeah, I was kind of just trying to get... It make it fun, you know. Yeah, and then you're you missed on the Barracudas Jets game. Um, Tom, no, I should have should have bitched at Court for he three weeks in a row. Court has screwed me over on these things. You know that. <sighs> well, you should have taken it up with him when you had him on the podcast about Forget. twenty minutes ago. Call him up. Get him back on the phone. <laughs> And then, Tom, you, you missed on the raptor sting, and you also missed on the moose venom. Oh, so. that's all right. I, I don't blame the moose. I blame the venom. All right, so week eight. Yeah, we got a lot happening in week eight. All right, game number one. We have the Thundercats versus the Jets. Quinn, how you feeling about this one? feel great, Jets. All right. That was fast. Of course it was. Tom? I'm going to take the Jets. Rick? I think the Jets are going to win, and if they don't, we're going to cut Quinn's toe off. Oh, damn. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, it's fair. AJ Williams needs to come up with a big game. (laughs) Hey, could we cut the toe off live on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could do that, yeah. We could definitely be about do that. six beers and we'll be good to go. I'll oh. be I'll be encouraging you guys. You'll be limp, I'm, I'm, ugh, I'm limping go, around like that. I'm no going, way. I'm going Jets as well in this one. Next game is uh interesting matchup. Sting versus Wolves. Sting, I mentioned kind of on a heater. Um Rick, I'm gonna let you go first. You're gonna, I assume you're gonna take the Wolves. I would take the Wolves, but actually, I'm going to take the Wolves. Oh, okay. I was very surprised. This is a tough one. This is a real tough oh. one. Because, you know, there's some players that are not committed yet. Right. Oh, this really makes it tough. I'm going to say, uh, oh, shit. This is a tough one. Fuck. I'm gonna, oh, man. I'm, I'm going to say the Sting. Ooh, there's three guys from the Wolves that are big key players that are not committed yet. So that's why I'm going to do Winonis, Kavarik, and Amato. So who, wait, two of them are going to be there or two of them aren't going to be you know there, what? Rick? That's a terrible, that's a terrible reason because guess who, <laughs> if you look at this thing, you got Dickinson, Dickinson TK, and S. So that's yeah. a terrible, that's a terrible reason. All right, I'm going, I'm switching my pick. Wolves. I got the wolves as well. 
just just to be different, and I think this game's gonna be close. I'm gonna pick the sting. All right. That takes us to the 530 game. We have the Yetis versus the Venom. Who wants I mean, to go I'm first? Going, I'm going Yetis. So All I'll right. go first. I'm gonna go Yetis. Who do you got, Tom? I I'll I'll tell you right now, based on the the box scores not updated, Jared is in for this game. So right now we're we're waiting on Storrel, uh, Lyle, and Keith. I'm gonna take the venom in this one. I got a funny feeling about this one. The funny feeling because I'm taking the Yetis. All right. The, Quinn? The Venom did beat us earlier. I said I said Yetis. All right. All right. Player is gone. What? Am I cutting out real bad? A little bit here and there, but that's okay. We're piecing it together. I was going to say, I know a certain Venom player might be gone sometimes in March. Oh. Okay. A certain Venom player. So it could be one of them, anybody. Yeah, but if if you're good at, like, connecting the dots, you might be able to figure it out. All right. Well, I'm still taking the Venom. All right, so the seven o'clock game is Kudas versus Outlaws. Or Kudas. I got the Kudas. I got the Kudas as well. Court, I swear to God, if you fucking lose this game, I'm taking the Kudas. <laughs> and the Barracuda is going to win the next game. I uh, Kudas Outlaws. I I'm going to take the Kudas. So okay. Next is uh, Barracuda's Raptors. Tom, are you taking the Raptors? I am taking the Raptors. Quinn, you got the Kudas? Yeah. I'm taking the Kudas. Tom? Or, sorry, Rick? I'm taking the Raptors. Yeah, you are. He's got to gain ground somewhere. You want to give us a reason why you're taking the Raptors? I do, because I think they're going to win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so everyone, that, right now, the Raptors don't have uh, Hazlitt, Moss, and Deke are yet to respond. So That's a good, that's a good lineup if they show up, though. Yep. Yeah. It'd, it'd be nice to have the full team together for this one, just to kind of see where we're at, right? At post-deadline, kind of see what the Raptors are looking like. And I can tell you last night on the Monday group, we had Habermeal, Sawyer, and Kelly all out there playing together, and they were playing really well. So if uh, if we can get a little bit of that ma- that magic going and get some defense to sit back there and, and kind of shore things up so that Patrick doesn't have a hell of a time keeping some stuff out, uh, it should be a good game. Rick, what you got? Or if you get, like, Kleinschmidt and Stratman, that would be cool too. Yeah, <laughs> that would be too. I'll just say this, Tom. You guys are going to need scoring in this game. And the Kudas yeah. score a lot. You guys are going to have to find your offense. And we, you know, we had a tough time against the Kudas in the first the first time we played against them. And I think a lot of that was just their depth guys were just a lot. I don't want to say more skilled, but they definitely had a much better game than our depth guys. Um, you know, it's it's look, it's hard it's hard to stop court. Like we all know that it's it's tough to stop him, but you got to be able to play tough against those the guys down the lineup 
and uh, and we we you know we we didn't the first time around. So hopefully we do this time. And the last game is, is Moose versus Raptors. I'm taking the Moose because Burton, Castillo, and Lions are all in. Pate Oops. is a scratch though. Moose. Yeah, this. So Quinn. A little moose. I'm gonna take the Rick, Raptors. You the oh, we can't hear Rick again. Oh, Rick just needs you to hear yell. Me now? Yeah, just yell at your mic, Rick. Just yell at it like this. Yeah, there you go. Can you? It's weird. Yeah, it is. Weird. Um, it's cutting out. I'm gonna take the moose. They got a lot of firepower. We're going to have to be as consistent as hell if, if we're going to do it. But look, that second game at 10 p.m. is rough. The worst. Yeah. It's the absolute worst. It's a tough one. Yeah, man. That'll be an uphill battle for sure. I'm taking the moose as well. And the Raptors on the second half, I'm taking the moose. All right. Well, there's your week eight predictions. Stubbs, you want to run through them real quick just so we remember who the hell we have? Yeah, sure. Rick, you got the uh, Jets, Wolves, Yetis, Kudas, Raptors, Moose. I have the Jets, Sting, Yetis, Kudas, Kudas, Moose. Tom, you've got the Jets, Wolves, Venom, Kudas, Raptors, Raptors. And Quinn, you've got the Jets, Wolves, Yetis, Kudas, Kudas, Moose. All right. Awesome. Can't wait for these doubleheaders to be over, man. Man, I, I'm that. so, yeah, like, I amen. These are, they're brutal. And I know that they're, uh, they're necessary to get this season in, but man, it'll be nice to spread some of these games out. Yeah. Also, and, sorry, just to ahead. let everybody know, just to let everybody know that, that the last regular season game, the April twenty, was it twenty second stubs? I Maybe? believe. Yeah, that sounds right. Anyway, anyway whatever game it was, April twenty second. Yes. Okay, the first game was scheduled to be at four p.m. And the last game at 10 p.m. I have made a motion to push that to 2:30 to the 8:30 game versus having a 10 o'clock game. I'm trying to end that 10 o'clock game. If it works, you're welcome. If not, it wasn't for a lack of effort. And the way that would work is every game would slide up to the next slot. It, we wouldn't move the 10 o'clock game to 2:30. We would just slide shift every game up a slot. So the four o'clock game becomes the two thirty game. The five thirty game becomes the four o'clock game, et cetera. Right. Okay. One. I want the last game in March to be the last damn ten o'clock game we ever have. <laughs> yes. Hey, you play in that yeah. game, Rick? I do, and that's bullshit. And he's going to set the building on fire as he's done. <laughs> so yeah, with the speaking of the uh, the double headers. The Thundercats are the only team yet to play a doubleheader. So they've got six games left. The Outlaws, Moose, and Barracudas, and Raptors have five games left, and then everyone else has four games left. So the way the playoffs are, are lining up right now, nobody's mathematically eliminated. Okay. So, Tom, you, your prediction, your hot take could still come true. Okay. But right now, the, because of the doubleheader, the Thundercats could end up with a maximum of 15 points. The Raptors could end up with a maximum of 13 points. The Jets play the Thundercats this weekend. Bell. Yes. So if the Jets were to win that game, 
that would give them 15 points and the Thundercats maximum would fall to 13 points, which would lock the Jets into a playoff spot. They'd be the first team to secure a playoff spot. Along with that, the Yetis and Sting, if they were to win, they would also secure a playoff spot if the Jets win against the Thundercats. So the way it's it's laid out right now, and obviously, like, the, the show-me is so tight. Uh, and the Lincoln is fairly tight, too. But right now with the show-me, you've got the Jets in the lead at 13, Yetis in second at 12, and then the Barracudas and Venom are tied with 10 each, 10 points each. The Lincoln, you've got the Sting in front with 12 points, the Wolves in second with 10 points, the Moose in third with eight, and the Outlaws in fourth with six. So the way the playoffs would be running today... You would have the Yetis versus Barracudas, Jets versus Outlaws, Sting versus Venom, and Wolves versus Moose. So hmm. that's that's how it's lined up right now. All right. But, well, it's yeah. getting down to the wire for some of these teams, right? Like it's about time to start getting your playoff predictions and your matchups kind of figured out and penciled in. Yeah, and obviously I think we're going to end up knowing the eight playoff teams long before we know the matchups. But yeah, at this point, every team is still in play. I th- I'm excited. It's it's funny. Like as the season goes, you go you go from like being like, wow, this league's fun. Then you know the trade deadline comes. You're like, holy shit, that already happened. Then it's like, man, playoffs are really not that far away. It's kind of exciting. And then we're in this March Madness area of yeah. where we're going to have three yeah. games in three weeks. And, like, who knows what happens? You know, maybe people can't make these games, and there's a lot of implications here. It's it's kind of fun. Yeah, you definitely you definitely get a lot of the uh, the franticness more so this year than, than, I mean, you would have seen, say, in a gong show season toward the end because of how many games were cramming in and – just the the sheer numbers of things going on at one time right now. It's a, it's a lot, man. It's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. And with the divisions being so tight, we've seen a lot of movement and I think we'll continue to see a lot of movement within the divisions. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up now, man. We're uh, we got a lot going on between now and March 11th. So make sure you hop on to the squad locker and pick yourself up some merch if you know anybody that wants to hand us a bunch of money or be a sponsor, we'd love to hear from them. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody you know. Uh, we need sponsors. We need folks that can help us uh, make this league bigger and better. And uh, hop on Squad Locker, grab yourself some gear. And we will see you guys down at the Y on March 11th. And, uh, yeah, should be a fun time. We'll see you all then. Bye. Do we say bye? How does this work? Do we say bye now? Rick, say yes. bye. Done. Hello, is this thing not working? <laughs> oh, not. goodbye. Jesus Christ. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, welcome to episode. Did you guys? God damn it, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Tom, the real quick. Bert, Bert, God damn it, Rick, <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs>